Hi, it's Mickey Dolenz here. You're listening to Inspirato Projecto. We are conjuring, conjuring, conjuring an Uber driver right now. Going to be playing Yachtly Crew tonight, February 1st, my mom's birthday. So they're about two minutes away here. All right, conjuring, conjuring, conjuring. Bye-bye, kitties, kitties. Oh, boy, here we go. One minute away. One minute away. Stay on target. One minute away. Stay on target. All right, ladies and gentlemen. We go. We are on our way to another extraordinary adventure with Yatley Crew and Associates, subsidiaries, affiliates, parental companies, sister and brother companies. Uh, let's see what we can do here. There you go. You're welcome. All right. Well, yeah. Here he is. Here he is. Here he is, Uber, Uber. Here she is. Hello there. Hi. Yeah, there we go. How's everything going? Good. Make a right turn on Hesby Street. So how long have you been driving uh, today so far? Oh, not too much? Do you do, what, like a couple of hours or something? Uh, now I think maybe one hour. Two hours. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! Did you uh, did you drive Uber while it was uh, raining crazy? Yes. Just you did. Was that was that uh, was that challenging? Uh, more jobs. Oh, you had a lot more jobs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. I'm trying to find something in my bag here. There's. Uh, I'm in a. Do you know what the term yacht rock means? Do you know what the term yacht rock is? No. Yacht yacht rock. It's a kind of. Do you know what soft rock is? Soft rock classics like music they call it soft rock. Like it's like it's it's rock and roll music, but it's it's easy listening. You know, easy listening music. So uh, bands like Michael McDonald and Christopher Cross and Steely Dan. Um, through the years, they've come up with a term for it called Yacht Rock, and it's a genre now. Well, this is the band I'm in called Yachtly Crew, um, and this is what we all dress up in. I'm going to leave this with you in case you ever go out and you want to see live music or anything. It's all love songs, all, all good vibes, and everybody who shows up are just really good people. That's where I'm going right now, tonight. 
to the Viper Room on uh, Sunset Strip. Okay. Do you ever get out and see? Uh, you ever see uh, live music? I love music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's some every of your? Every music. Oh, every music. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you sing as well? Yes. Oh wow, you sing. <laughs> Do you have, uh, how many albums do you have out there? <laughs> Is there a way to hear these uh, these songs, like on the internet in any way? Okay. Oh yeah, so we sing, it's all love songs, all good vibes, and uh, we try to, uh, have you ever seen Love Boat? That old TV show, Love Boat? Love Boat, no. Yeah. Well, on the TV show, The Love Boat, it, it took place on a big yacht, you know, a big cruise. And each show featured new bands, you know, new music that was on the ship. And so when we do our show, it's almost like we try to give the illusion like we are one of those bands, you know, on a cruise ship. And we're taking the, taking the audience through a cruise. And, uh, oh, it's just so much fun. I can't wait. T- tonight's going to be so much fun. We heard that Mario Lopez is going to be there tonight. Yeah, he. Uh, do you know who he is? Yeah. Oh yeah. I see in the sax and no, how much? Uh, no, the bell something in the show. Saved by the bell, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I grew up watching that show. Did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, AC Slater, I think was his name on the show. But yeah, it's crazy because I grew up watching him, uh, you know, on the television, and now all of a sudden I'm in a band that he's he's going out to check out, and it's just. Uh, it's such, you know, it really shows you what, what can be done when you put out good vibes, you know, when you really just go put out the, put out the positivity. Rock, rock band. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, rock band. Oh, yeah. Like soft music, like, uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of the easy listening stations out here. Coast 103, is that like a station out here, Coast? It's like, you know, easy, easy music. Uh, it just puts you in a good mood, basically. You know, it's like, you know, I like to think of it, it's like going to get a good massage. You know, if you go in and you're like, ooh, and you're just, you just feel like you're so like, ooh, you know, you're fluid, you know, like you're swimming. And that's kind of like what it's like at our shows. It's kind of like you're, you're just swimming in the good vibes. So you sing, and what, what's, what are some of your favorite songs to sing? Remember, but I love that. Proceed straight on Every West Virginia Avenue. Heavy music, I like it. Oh, English, you... Spanish. Oh yeah. So you you sing all kinds? Yes. Do you uh, ever go to the karaoke? In Spanish, yes. Yeah, you like to go to the Spanish karaoke? Oh, that's cr- it's fun, right? Yeah. It's always fun, even if someone does not know how to sing. It's still fun because you just. It's just great just to get up there and tr- try it anyway, you know? Yeah. Those are the best times, is to try a song, especially if it's a song that you never thought that you could actually do. I say go for it, you know? There's nothing to lose. You're not, you know, no, you're not gonna, you know, it's, there's no consequence to it. It's just like, oh, it's cool. It's kind of brave, isn't it, to sing? That's one of the big fears for people is to talk in front of other people and then also singing in front of other people. Those are some of the big fears for people. So if you can just go ahead and do that easily, wow, you know, you've, you've, you can do it so easily and effortlessly. I mean, there's there's something to that then. When we go into the karaoke, I try uh, the song that um, 
Scorpion? Uh -huh. Rocky like a hurricane. But, that one? Oh, wow. Oh, okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. So you sang that one. Oh, my gosh, that's great. How did how'd you, was, it, was that a lot of fun to sing that one? Yeah. Right? It's great because you're like, wow, that's crazy. I just tried that song. I never sang it before. You just, you just go out there and you try it. Wow, that is fun. I like the Bee Gees. What, what's called? Oh, the Bee Gees. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Bee Gees are good. Bee Gees are great. Yeah, it's fun, too, because sometimes, you know, with karaoke, you see words up there that you never realized were the words of the song, right? And you go, wow, that's it, that's crazy. Oh, yeah, so you can drop me off. Uh, basically, right here is fine. Looks like these people are getting in a in a car. Thank you so much for the ride. Hey, I'm gonna get back here, get my my coat. Yeah, and check us out sometime if you can, because uh, I think you're gonna recognize a lot of those a lot of those songs. You probably hear them at the karaoke all the time. All right, bye bye. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Uber karaoke. Turn it towards the, the turn it towards the street. Oh, oh yeah. So going down. See at ten o'clock it turns into four uh four hour. So we'll come out here and put four hours. So it only costs six bucks instead of ten. So I put my wheels to the right? Yeah. Because if you if you fall downhill it's gonna go right. Turn your the wheels to the right. Two-hour parking, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m., Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. Four-hour parking, Monday through Saturday, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. next yeah. day. Accept holidays, tow away, no stopping, 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. daily, no parking, 10 a.m. to 12 noon Wednesdays at street sweeping. <laughs> Violators will be cited. Turn wheels to curb as indicated, downhill, uphill. That, there, there are not, there are not too many rules to follow on this sign at all. They make it very easy to understand. Oh boy! These are the kind of signs we we uh, encounter here in Los Angeles. Parking. That was so great. Wow. Parking in Los Angeles. Parking in Los Angeles. Uh, camera crew just walked in while we were setting up here, and uh, there was a guy who's like sort of like uh, being like a, a host, and uh, so I just immediately started telling about Yachtly Crew. I'm like, oh, were you here? Are you here because of Yachtly Crew? And he goes, oh, this is CNN Japan. So I made sure to uh, I made sure to. Uh, I made sure to uh, I made sure to represent it uh, as best as possible because it'd be phenomenal to do a Japanese tour. Oh my God! So they're down in the basement now. Oh no, here they are. Here they are. Here they are. They've just arrived. It's incredible. So what? Hey, man. I'm Stony Shore. It's nice to meet we you. We probably seen each other, right? What, what, I what started NRG recording in North Hollywood 
Oh, studio. did you? Yeah. Oh, that's great. And uh, I've been around here forever. As a songwriter, I've got about 60 working copyrights and different people's albums and films and so, television. So these guys are out here uh, yeah, and you're yeah. trying to show them around how Yeah, they, they're, they're, uh, they're showing the Japanese audiences a Sunset Strip. That's you know how interested they are in rock and roll. They sent me an email and said, you know the old saying, when, when, when the United States gets sick, Japan sneezes. That's <laughs> <laughs> true, that's true. And so we're giving them the inside scoop. We just got back from the rainbow and oh, interacted great. with You're showing them the real Sunset Strip, oh, what it's yeah, all yeah. about. No, no, we went all through the rainbow, took all the pictures. And all wow. Pretty badass. This is such a famous area, you know, that's so great that you're showing them this yeah, area. Yeah. That's so yeah. great. Did you tell them about the haunted basement? Oh, yes. They're yeah. ghosts, yeah. right? Yeah, ghosts down there. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of your show that you're with? Uh, it's very... Uh, can I have... It's Japanese, so the, you can understand America well with this show. Oh, kind very of cool. Yeah. Well, I'm going to give this to you guys in case you ever decide to hire us for a corporate gig or anything. We'd love to do a Japanese tour. Uh -huh. oh, okay. So that's us right there. I'm going to give one to you too, just in case you want to have one. So 10.30 uh, the show will start. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll start so playing can, at 10.30. Can you come back here to shoot? Um, you can try, but I don't know if it'll be sold out or not. It might be sold out, uh, but I'm not certain. I'm we're, not no, we're, we're gonna be moving on. Oh, Tommy that's great. Hey, it was hey, it was a pleasure meeting you. Pleasure meeting you too. You, you guys have yeah, a great, have a great day. Everybody, gather around. Want to hear the Inspirato Hotline number? Yeah. All right. Goes a little bit like this: five six one two zero three nine one seven. Six one two zero three nine one seven niner. Say, I got an idea. How about you try it? Sounds great. Okay, here we go. Five six one two zero three nine one seven niner. That sounds great. Five six one. Sounds awesome. Five six one two zero three nine one seven niner. Hey man, we're in the car. We just wanted to call and uh, tell you about our our trip, our pilgrimage to uh, the Glendennan Ranch, and uh, give you a full update on the conditions, things there. How our road trip is going. Give us a call when you can. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, Kurt. Love you, man. Love you. Let me take your windows. Or tint my windows. I go, tinted windows is a fix-it ticket. Totally different. I said, wow. if you get pulled over with a person in the car, it's an infraction on your license, and you could lose your insurance. So I said, do me a favor. Here's a beer. Put a person in the car, keep your windows rolled up, and get on your phone and do 80 down the city street right here. Let me know how that goes over. He goes, Mom, that's a little extreme. The law is the law, Ethan. You may not have a person in the car. Whoa, here she comes. We will be doing the uh, sound check momentarily. Uh, 
things are going to be rocking and rolling soon enough. The time is now 7.57 p.m. It's 8 p.m. Basically, from what I understand, it's sold out. Tonight is sold out. Sold out. And... Yeah. Sold out. Michael Rosebaum from Smallville, a.k.a. Lex Luthor, is going to be here tonight, bringing 20 people. Mario Lopez. Possibly Bruce Campbell. We have a new lawyer right now. You actually heard me interview him. He's on one of these podcasts. Within the past 10 podcasts, he's on one of those. <laughs> his, I'm not even going to tell his name, but he's a lawyer. He's... He works with Ringo Starr, and he works with Bruce Campbell. So there's a possibility that Bruce Campbell might be here tonight. So, I mean, could you imagine if Michael Rosenbaum, Bruce Campbell, and Mario Lopez, and wouldn't that be crazy if Craig Robinson showed up? Uh, they... If they showed up and then they tweeted from here and said, hey, here's where I'm at. Whoa, man. Or if they did an Instagram, holy moly. It'll be crazy. It's going to be crazy. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be... It's going to be a... Very busy. Uh, I just looked up at the occupancy on the wall here. It says 175. Now, that that means that there are 175 tickets that sold out. All of these booths, there are one, two, three, four, five, five booths here. Each of these booths, if you want to rent a booth here at Viper Room, it's five. It's it's 400 bucks. 400 bucks to rent a booth. 400 bucks to rent a booth. And uh, what's awesome is we finally have stickers up. And so that that was a dream come true. Chaz, I gotta say it was a dream come true that we finally have stickers now. And to be able to stick them in those Viper Room bathrooms. I, I stuck one in there too. So it's so great to be able to see those in there. Because this whole time I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna get a Yachtly Crew one in here before it's we the first it. thing I thought of. Oh, Put yeah. them in the bathroom in the Viper Room. Oh god, they're gonna be, oh. It's just perfect. New Yachtly Crew stickers. Have you seen them? Have I seen them? Yeah. Oh, you got, you got some. Oh, good, good. It's going on you already, oh, good. You have ideas as to where you're putting it. Yes. Putting it right on not on a guitar case or on a guitar I case. Get an, I might steal another one when they're not looking. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, put it on a guitar it. case. We'll see. Oh, goodness. Hey, listen. They're here now. How cool is that? They're in the... Now the stickers, we got our stickers oh, in the bathrooms yeah, now. Nice. The oh, world-famous nice. Viper Room bathroom. That's very, I mean, it's very famous. So the at-home listeners right now, you come out to the Viper Room, you go into the bathrooms, you are going to see the Yachtly Crew stickers that I am talking about. You heard it here first. Where they are, there's a lot of stickers. Oh, there, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, I stuck one kind of, if you're looking at the year, if you're at the urinal, it'll be up on the wall. Yeah. You hear that, ladies? When yeah. you're at the urinal. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, that's right. When you're at the urinal, it'll be right there. It'll be right there. It's funny, it feels like like there's no one here right now. I'm supervising what we're doing. 
true. We can do it. We can do whatever we want. We could. We could dance on the ta on the tables if we wanted. So it's four hundred bucks to rent these things out, Tommy. Would you? It's four hundred what? Four hundred bucks to rent out one of these. One of these what? One of these uh, boots. Oh, boots. Yeah. Wow. It's uh. Well, listen. If you get five or six friends, not that bad. And plus, you probably get a bottle or something with that. So, seems like a good deal. I mean, I'm gonna rent one out for myself and just sit in it and not, not let anybody so, sit in it. Like, nope. I think the Fuck first time I saw it. Craig Robinson here, he was all by himself, but then the yeah. ladies started shuffling in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Like, that hey, Craigie. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, that's right. I would yeah. also do that if I was. Oh, Craig me, Robinson. poor me. I'm all by himself in the, So I'm all by myself in his booth. Who's gonna help me sit? Some here? guy tries to sit next to him. He's like, get the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, guy. Get out of here. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be very exciting. We're just kind of waiting around for sound check, so we're gonna oh, yeah. do a podcast. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What else are you gonna do in the interim? I mean, how many hours do you think we've spent waiting to sound check? Quite a few <laughs> more than we ever anticipated. Uh, I never thought I'd spend this much time waiting no. to do something. Why? It's so crazy because there have been those times where we have five hours and we go, uh, "What are we gonna do for five hours?" Yeah. Well, it takes about four and a half hours sometimes <laughs> to do those sound, sound check. checks. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of wires, so one little thing gets messed up. So I don't, you know, I don't envy the sound crew. Yeah, no, I don't either. The sound because each sound engineer kind of has their own ideas to how they yeah, set stuff up and how they plug stuff in. So it must be, yeah. must be tricky. Um, I am getting a little hangry. Yeah. And it's eight o'clock. Oh boy. And the doors are in an hour. What? Ha doors in an hour. We haven't sound checked yet. Show yeah. The doors Zoinks. Yowza. Yowzers. Let's bring it over here. One hour. One hour before we open these doors. If I trim this down, they'll look like I lost 10 pounds. Rob's talking about his pubic hair. Come on, dude. I don't have any. Yeah, that's been going on. Who's Rob? He got electrolysis. Actually, Misty got it for him for Christmas one year. She just burned it off with a curling iron. She tied you down. Shunk. Yikes! <laughs> yeah, that's it sounds like a it sounds like another sequel to the Fifty Shades of Grey uh, franchise, Electrolysis. Oh boy! Jumper cables in her electrolysis. Oh boy! Oh boy! He's on a uh, like a moving. What do they call it? The uh, it's like a dolly. We got like a dolly over here. <laughs> oh my god! Chaz, how many how many people do you think we're gonna try to pack in here tonight? I think they try and pack like two fifty. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking. That's what I've been putting down for. Uh, that's what I've been. That's what I've been putting down on our Reverb Nation uh, shows. Oh, we got some sounds happening here. We haven't, we haven't, even, we have not even begun sound checks yet. There's a lot to consider here when you're doing, doing sound. So, 
No matter what happens with the in-house, uh, no matter what happens with the in-house uh, sound engineers, what's great is that because we have Chris and we have Robin, whenever those guys are around, everything is smooth and easy, and it turns out awesome. They've—I um, don't know if I've told you before—they have. Uh, I, Chris has worked with Fishbone for many years, and also. Steel Pulse, which is another band that he's he's done as a sound engineer. Oh, geez, so Chris, I forgot to ask you. Did you do the sound engineering for that? Did you ever do uh, the Fishbone Milwaukee Fest? Do you remember? No, I did Rye Fest. Fishbone guys two nights ago. Dr. Madby, right? What? What happened? I just had uh, Norwood. Here? At the Mint. At the Mint? Yeah, yeah there's soft. A couple of the Fishbone guys? Yeah, I used yeah. to tour Madison and do front house for them years ago. Mr. Mad Vibe himself. All right, now you're in. That's awesome. They, they had soft bashing all over the city. That's okay. great. Yeah, those guys were like McFadden and Jesse Hughes and all those guys. Wow. Well, they all do. They all do other things too. So you d- you didn't do a Summerfest, Milwaukee, no, Milwaukee. No, uh, I did Riot Fest I'm from, in Chicago. I'm, I'm, I'm from Green Bay. So now, how bad? Oh is yeah. This, how bad? Oh is my this God! Of course you are. No, He's I running a podcast. Oh yeah. I'm interviewing you. How bad is this gonna fuck you up now? Nope, not at all. It's okay. all done. They had a bu- there was a bunch of soft patching. Now we're good. Wowzers. There's a lot right, happening Yachtly. here. A lot happening. Oh yeah, yachtly time. Yachtly time. Sound checking time. So I just had this idea for something which could be described as a horror film. And what happens is, I don't know if it's something that people eat, I don't know if it's something that, like I don't know if it's in a pill, if it's in the water, if a bug bites them, there's so many possibilities, rusty nail. And what happens is people start, they start slowly turning to jelly, like a, like, like a jello, like a jello. Their skin starts turning to like a jello. So imagine them, so imagine them walking around and, uh, Imagine them walking around and slowly there's just this jello just starts. Like imagine someone barefoot and they're slowly walking and they're, the bottoms of their feet are just kind of falling away and maybe there's no pain to it. There's just, they just lose feeling and it's just like, and can you imagine like someone walking on a hot sidewalk and they're turning to this jello. They're barefoot, maybe a beach community, and the person's walking along. Their feet and their legs start turning more and more into this jello. And they're walking along and walking along, and they're leaving bits of their feet, you know, their jello feet, behind on the sidewalk. And meanwhile, as they're walking, they're getting shorter and shorter because they're kind of grinding away their body. And as they get lower and lower, they're realizing, like, what? And they're up to their knees, and they suddenly realize, oh my God, I've, what the hell's happening here? But then all of a sudden, I mean, there's really no way. I mean, I don't know. Let's say there's, uh, let's say they get, uh, maybe there's some kind of time limit. Who knows? Um, some kind of time limit where from when you're bitten or whatever, 
until the time of when you're, you, you, you start losing your limbs. You know, your hands to your fingers. So imagine someone is clapping at a... Imagine I get this image of someone like at the opera. They're watching some some big show. They're like, yeah! They're clapping and their hands are turning into this jello. And their hands are just getting... Bleh, 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 bleh. And it's just turning into this gross, like, sloppy, gooey... Bleh, just falling. But maybe that's a thing. Maybe they're... You know, maybe like, just like jello. It's sweet. Maybe they smell like strawberry or grape or whatever. So then imagine this. You got the people walking through the streets and all of a sudden... Uh, like you see, you see like you see uh, dogs like running up and licking up the jello from the streets. Oh, everyone's selling umbrellas out here. All right, folks. Uh, I might as well take you with me above ground. I'm gonna send uh, Mr. Yush. Uchansky message here. Okay. Alright. So now you get to hear what's going on out here in the streets. I'm standing at Monty Hall, if you know who that is. Monty Hall, Olive Borden, Joanne Woodward, Ernest Torrance, all these, <clears throat> all these uh, bygone. Uh, looks like these folks are all in the movies. So if you come out here to uh, Highland in Hollywood someday, this is the corner you want to stand at. Right now I'm looking straight at the at a Tyrannosaurus Rex popping out of the Ripley's, believe it or not, auditorium. Straight ahead of me, looking right at me. To the left of that is the McDonald's and Scientology building, Wax Museum. It's over here too. To my right is a souvenir of Hollywood. Now the way that I'm walking, I'm walking straight at this dinosaur up there. And uh, as we continue down the sidewalk over here, we're going to be walking towards Mel's Diner. It's so much fun being over here, Hollywood and Highland. Being over here when the tourists come in, so cool. This is a world that is new to them, bright, full of hope, possibilities, dreams, creativity, the hub of media. I think it's still thought of that way in parts of the uh, world. I think it is still looked at as the spot where entertainment is created. Is that interesting? For instance, I just walked through the subway, I didn't have the podcast running. I just walked through the subway and I saw them setting up like the director's chairs and Video Village and people are setting up lights. <clears throat> so I bet you within an hour or two, they're going to be rolling on that baby. 
saw some wardrobe carts. The, uh, you know, they're on the wheels. The mobile, mobile, uh, mobile wardrobe, maybe you'd call it that. They usually see with uh, movies, TV shows. So those people wheeling it up. And maybe that's why they had the, the escalator. No, no, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Nothing makes sense. What really makes sense? If it makes sense, then what? It's a high five, and then on to the next mystery to solve. That's the epiphany. So, you know, the point is not necessarily, maybe not necessarily what that information is. The point is actually the epiphany itself. It's interesting how different information pulls us towards it, huh? Certain pieces of information make us curious. For instance, my Uncle Arnie used to talk about the Patrazibi tribe. They lived, they were uh, pygmies. And they lived on an island right over by Clearwater, uh, Whitewater Beach. We called it Whitewater Beach. In Clearwater, Florida? Whitewater? Oh, jeez. Anyway, he lived over there. And we're like, what's over there on that island, Uncle Arnie? And he'd say, those are the pygmies. Those are the Patrazibis. They're, they're a bunch of, you know, they're like three foot tall. They have these blowguns. And they shoot these darts at you. They're poisonous. And so there was always this big question. What's going on over there? And one day, because it was my brother. My brother and I, we'd stay out there in Wisconsin. And uh, sometimes our parents would too. When they were together. It's only like a two-hour ride. Back then it seemed like eternity. Going from the Chicagoland area up there. So there's this time, my dad and me and my brother Josh and my Uncle Arnie, we're all in Uncle Arnie's pontoon boat, and we decide this day that we're going to go out to the island. And I remember we were getting closer, like, Dad, is it real? Is it real? Are there actual pygmies out here? And he just smiled, and he looked at my Uncle Arnie. He didn't say anything. And then as we were getting closer, he's like, okay, boys, stay close by us. Stay, stay close by us. We don't want those pygmies getting you. So, we weren't really allowed to go much farther into the island, but we were just enough to just kind of touch the edge of it. It was, a, it was like standing on the edge of a black hole. You know, it's like one step over and you're in it. So I think because of that, I've had a fondness for cryptozoology. You know, curious, curious things, curious phenomenon. Makes life interesting, interesting. Anyway, thanks for listening to Inspirato Projecto, and I will most likely be interviewing uh, folks at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Shoe. Really big shoe. That's good of her. She's supposed to hate the stuff you watch. We can agree like on the So you're saying where did it start with the religion and how did it spread? It started with who? Yeah, so keep your eye on this. It goes back to um, 
Okay, so if we start at the beginning of it, it starts with um, with the hunter-gatherers, and they hunted and collected animals, and they gave thanks to the animal, they praised the animal, and the animal became the god. That was animism. That's the start of all faith, because now that's your god. It feeds you, it clothes you, it shelters you. And then you move from animism to a more civilized form, because there were now kingdoms and uh, cities being built up, and you had to control people somehow. You had to influence people and control people and to do that they used those animals and they, they took these wild animals and they penned them and they sheltered them and they were feeding these animals and so these animals still gave them the life but now they're feeding them and they're getting clothes from these animals but they're in a civilization and there's priests who take care of these animals and they get sacrificed for these animals and so you've now gone from the regular animism of the hunter-gatherer to the animism that is in a society. And then that changes because you need to worship the thing that's growing the food for these animals. And you've also eaten the food that these animals eat also. Because when times are hard, there's that food. So you're farming, and so you start worshiping the sun. And the sun becomes your god. And the sun and the sky and the rain. And so you start worshiping elements, and you give those elements uh, form. And those become your gods because they're feeding you and they're providing for you. So you're looking to that. And then you moved on from there. And this all can be found in Hinduism. And you look at the foundations of Hinduism and there's actually a temple in southern India that shows the progression of this through from animals and people. They show all kinds of interesting things um, in how the animals and the play and how people played and worked and built and grew and became modern human and how we grew in societies. And so you look at Hinduism and this is a foundation religion and it influenced the Mesopotamian culture and it influences the Egyptian culture and all of the Middle East, uh, Greece, Turkey, uh, Iran, that whole area. Those borders are arbitrary. They were all just people moving and flowing through these areas. And so you create the idea of the Sumerians and, the, and even the Phoenicians and the Sumerians. Uh, they, they all talk about how they are just taking from the culture that was before them. And the, the Sumerians influence everybody. They're the, they're the Phoenicians. They're great sailors. They're the Mesopotamian people. And they influence the Egyptians. And then the Egyptians influence Rome and Greece and Turkey. And Turkey comes back down and influences all through the Middle, the Middle East and into India again. And it creates this idea of Buddhism. So you have these uh, polytheistic religions flowing into each other and Buddhism comes about and flows over and it influences Christianity so now you have this influence and growth of Christianity and that then grows over and influences the Muslims and the other offshoots of religion that all flow from that and we're just growing evolutionary in mind in thought and process but I think it's funny through the scientific uh mindset and the materialist culture that we've developed, we want to do away with that spirituality completely, but you can't, because it's part of our evolution as a culture, but I, I think there's value in 
the wisdom that they provide without, you know, having the obvious cultural problems like the sacrifices and stuff like that yeah, that yeah. occurred during those times. Yeah, yeah. And so, but we can always glean wisdom from the past and grow and... But yeah, it's just—it's fascinating. It's to, crazy to see how the domino effect goes. How e- how one zeitgeist is then and then recycled into the next era. Oh yeah, and it just propelled forward, and the different branches that come out of it too. And and that's why that's why you see like the Christ the Christ mythos is the greatest to look at because it's the most pertinent right now, and you see that, uh, and they can play it against like Mithras or. Um, in Egypt, you had um, Thoth. Yeah, uh, or With the um, emeralds, emerald tablets. And you had Isis, uh, Isis, Osiris, and uh, Ra, mm. and that place. It's 6.10 right now, February 4th, I'm in room 208 at the Embassy Suites here in, what is this, Arcadia, waiting for Tony Lamka to show up with his buddy. Tony is doing the Operation Tone Up stuff tomorrow. He's visiting some schools. He asked me to come out and record some of this stuff with his cell phone and then what we'll do is we'll take the audio directly from the video and we're going to put it into I'm not sure what the actual podcast is going to be called but it's going to be basically the Operation Tone Up podcast if you get a chance check out Operation Tone Up it's a it's for kids and they learn all about Nutrition, they learn all about exercise, they learn about the nutrients, uh, and it's it's phenomenal. When you talk to these kids and you see like how, how they're affecting their parents and everything, you know, they'll go out and, and they'll go to the store with their parents and their parents are looking through foods and they go no mom that's got too much sodium in it it's crazy to see how these kids are are being aware of the foods that they're eating what's going into their bodies and it's just it's mind exploding to see these kids this passionate about About health so you can check out if you go on a YouTube you check out the National Fittest School Challenge 2018 I helped out with that you know these kids come out and they compete they, they do 20 minutes of exercises and then they learn about nutrition so they take a little test on that. They do 20 minutes pure pure exercise with their gym teachers. Then they then they do a you know, yeah, they do their little test, their little nutrition test. And uh depending on who knows what's going on 
the most that school wins the award. And so he's done this for five years. So I'm going with him tomorrow to, yeah, go to the schools, see the students, take some video for the podcast. I'll be podcasting on my own podcast, I think, on this podcast, which you're hearing right now. I'm sure I'm going to do that uh, tomorrow when I'm not holding the camera. But I got to tell you, Embassy Suites, I don't know if this is how it is all over the place. But let's see here. Evening reception, Monday through Sunday, 5.30 to 7.30. These folks give away four drinks per person. You know, if you got a room, it's four drinks. I'm on my second drink. My first drink was rum and cola. Second drink, I'm drinking uh, old-fashioned. And then she's going to make me uh, a Hawaiian drink. Special Hawaiian drink once I drink this, if I can even finish this thing. Wowzers, this is a strong one. Strong one. Strong one. I'm doing some push-ups here. I've never I've never done this kind of push-up before. I'm going to put my feet up on this couch. Then I'm going to do some push-ups. All right, let's see what we can do here. I still got my shoes on. What am I doing with my shoes on? All right, let's see. Let's see. I've never done this kind of thing before. Now, do I want to do that? I don't know. It's going to make me vomit. So that's the other thing. They had some snacks down there, which I indulged in. And, you know, so I drank some, I had some snacks. Drank my drinks. Had some snacks. When Tony arrives, he will be getting his drinks as well, because he... He's in the room. They didn't look at my card. She didn't really look at the card. She just saw that I had one. It looks here like it's one of those things where they stamp it. You know, those, uh, like Starbucks, they got the card. You stamp it. That's kind of what's going on here. So I think, I don't know what to do. I'm just pacing. I'm just pacing. I'm just pacing around the room. 616. I got basically another hour, a little over an hour for the next drink. I haven't even finished the second one. I haven't even finished it. Oh, yeah, they're not kidding. That's a, that's a strong one. Indian. Indian. Whoop. 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 Whoo. Feel a little shiver. interesting is I put the uh, heat up on this place to 78 degrees. It doesn't feel so in here. I'm wearing a coat. Wow, interesting, interesting. It's not often that I stay in hotels. 
But when I do, I get free drinks. Wouldn't that be great if you just go ahead and you just make that agreement with yourself? You just go, okay, here we go. We're going to make an agreement. Whenever I stay somewhere, I'm going to get free drinks. <laughs> uh, there was a guy. You can check out the Inspirato Projecto Instagram page if you'd like. There was a guy who was playing in the Maroon 5 band who looks like me right now. I look like him right now. So at Ryan's Super Bowl party, Lisa, his wife kept going, Kurt, that looks like you up there. That looks like you. And then I look over and sure enough, it looked like me. And so I took some photos and I put them up on Instagram. If you go to uh, Inspirato Projecto on Instagram, so go to Instagram.com slash Inspirato Projecto, you should find it. It's up there. It's up there, baby. It's up there. What a curious thing, doppelgangers, right? What a curious thing. What would happen... If I stood in the same room with that guy, one might frequently think that a portal would open. A whole nother doorway to a dimension that no one ever knew existed. Isn't it interesting when you think about this? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go along with the idea of the uh, tree falling in the forest type of thing right here. We're going to go along with this line of thought. So the tree falling in the forest, that's that's one of those things where you go, okay, the tree falls. If you know, if you don't have an ear to hear it, does it make a sound? It doesn't make a sound because you need the ear to hear it. It's like saying, uh, you know, it's like saying if you have. infrared stuff happening but you don't have the infrared technology to actually see that stuff going on does that stuff exist well I guess I guess the answer would be you know yes I guess God would it not be no anyway I'm thinking would parallel universes ex- uh, would would other dimensions exist if there was nothing there to new to know that it existed there's got to be some kind of being that knows a particular dimension exists there's got to be at least one being that knows a dimension exists and that's got to be the big the you know the thing there's this idea that we we didn't come out of a Big Bang at all. There was no Big Bang. We were just always here. We were just always here. There's so many unexplainable things that when an idea comes up trying to explain this, people go, oh, okay, okay, that's the explanation. And then they take that, they take that information as their own and then they they perpetuate it. I'm doing the same thing. Everything coming out of my mouth is has come from studies, my travels, my experimentations, 
What I like best is if I can experiment on myself with these concepts that I learn about. That's that's pretty cool. Because I see that if you know, I experience something, now I can go I know now that this is true, so to speak. It's true for me. Because I've seen it, I've experienced it. But yeah, I was just thinking about that. The idea of dimensions. Can a dimension exist if you don't have a being in there that know it ex- knows it, it knows it exists? Well, whatever created that dimension knows it exists. Whatever created the trees knows that the trees exist. So if that tree falls in the forest, at least that thing that knows it exists could hear it or know. If there are absolutely no ears to hear that, maybe that's the way that the universe hears it. You know, that's the way. Now, is it this? Okay, is it this? Is it... The universe exists. It contains all of the possibilities, you know, all of the know-how, etc., etc., that we do. Or did it create us and animals and etc., etc., in order to be able to hear these items, in order to be able to experience these items? It'd be like a painter. So let's say I make a painting and I say, okay, this little creature here thinks about this. That little creature thinks about that. This little creature thinks about this. This particular thing does this particular thing. Uh... But I create them, but that does not necessarily mean that I would live as them or know what they experience, right? I would have to kind of become them, right? Or no? I don't know. There's so many questions. The good news is I just got a something back from something called Deezer. Deezer. Um, I filled out a possibility of getting the the podcast on there on something called Deezer so we'll see we'll see Uh, Deezer just said this here's what we got from you Deezer podcast application form this form is to register your interest only does not mean that your content will be made available on Deezer Please fill out this form in English with all required details. Make sure to read the terms of service. Bam. So, that's that's really cool that they uh, they got back to me. That's really nice. That's a really nice thing, isn't it? That's a nice thing. That's a very nice thing.
So it looks like I have something confirmed for February 9th. Maria Del Pilar album release. Show and party at the Civic Center Studios. 207 South Broadway, Los Angeles. It's interesting. I'm sitting here in 208 at the Embassy Suites. This tells me 207. I live in 206. It's very crazy. Maria Del Pilar. I feel... Okay, what's the first thing that pops in my brain? Salvador Dali. Okay. Salvador Dali. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull up a soft self-portrait. Yes, there it is. It was a documentary about him that Orson Welles narrates. I love it. It's phenomenal. I don't know how I came across it. I own the original VHS. So... pieces of this the soft self-portrait I'm gonna get him on there talking about there's a part where he's walking along he's on the beach and he's he's talking he's on the beach he's talking he's talking about himself Earth, which flings us into the hard, cold, and frightfully real world. 
Wowzers, if you get a chance, check out A Soft Self-Portrait by Salvador Dali. I'm so curious who made this. We're going to go down a little rabbit hole right now. When in doubt, search for Salvador Dali. That's what I've noticed. Soft. Soft. This is one of my... To any of you... uh, listening right now I would be honored to play Salvador Dali in a movie if you're going to do biopic biopic with him please consider me so Salvador Dali director Jean-Christophe Averti made in 1970 I love the fact that Orson Welles and Orson Welles, he he linked up with Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman was, uh, you know, he he basically uh, Orson Welles sat in for Johnny Carson, and uh, Andy Kaufman was a guest on there. So that was awesome. And now here he is, you know, working with uh, Subdued Ali. It looks like. Jean-Christophe Avert... Oh, he died in 2017? He died in 2017? See, this is someone I would have loved to have worked with. Oh, man. So he worked all the way... Up into 1990, and then from 1995 to 2000, there's a some TV series documentary. And then in 2011, out came something Ray Charles live in Antibes, France, 1961. So apparently that was shot in 1961, but then it didn't come out until 2011. It's just a mind blow expansion, right? Mind expansion, mind mind expansion. All right, folks, that's all for now. I'm gonna work on. Uh, I sent myself today's file from the uh, K Chung show that I had with. Noel, uh, let's see, who's this other guy, what's his name, what's his name, what's his name, Omid, Jessica, Mike Schley, so I'm going to get to uh, uploading that, That's I'm going to upload that to Mixcloud, I saved the file, so I'm going to upload that to Mixcloud, and You can listen to that. All right, that's all for now. You take care. Thanks so much for listening to Inspirato Projecto. You know what? And send, you know, send me a call. Call the Inspirato Projecto hotline. 
It's uh, 561-203-9179-er. I will include it in the podcast. You can also send me an email, inspiratoprojecto at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, tune in. A bunch of other a bunch of other podcasts out there. So take a look. Take a look. Take a look. See what you find. Take care. And uh, keep that in mind.